ECW Super Brawl 3. Welcome everyone to episode 58, 58. Of 58 of Squared Circle Rewind, where we are reviewing WCW Super Brawl 3. But before we get into that, let's go to our weekly body language. As you heard, that's Grandmaster Sexy. Well, too cool theme song because this past Sunday was a very tragic Sunday for wrestling fans as we lost three wrestlers in one day. Terrible. First announcement was I saw was Nikolai Volkov, Hall of Famer. Passed away at 70. Um, due to a heart attack, I actually heard. Apparently he had a heart attack and he refused doctor's assistance. That's well, what the report was. Second was, this was a weird situation with, with Brickhouse Brown, because officially he passed away last week. But within 30 minutes of being um, advertised as passed away, he woke up and asked for food. Oh. Said he was hungry. So all the people that put tributes, such as, like, you know, Mike Bucci, also known as Nova, and some other wrestlers, they took all the tributes down and said, okay, he's still alive. But then he officially passed on Sunday. Oh. Yeah. And then... Brian Christopher, a.k.a. Grandmaster Sexy, passed away. I don't really know if I want to go into details to how. Just respect don't for his family. Yeah, just respect, yep. you know, respect for Jerry Lawler and his family. But, but it, was, it was sad. Very sad. Um, especially with what uh, Lawler posted afterwards and what was released. You know, if you want to find out, it's all over social media. Yep. Very tragic, but three deaths in one day. There was also a fourth death that I did not find out until Monday morning, which was... The uh, founder and owner of Omega Wrestling. He's also the father of Trevor Lee, who's a current Impact Wrestling superstar. Unfortunately, I don't know how he passed, but he was announced deceased on Sunday, but didn't go on news until Monday morning. So four. Wow. That's quite... Terrible, uh, terrible day for wrestling. Yeah, that's quite the... Uh... Oh, and Brad Christopher was only 46 years old. Wow. I don't got much to say. It's it's a sad thing. I don't really... Like, you know. Most people might not know much of Brian Christopher, but he was a huge deal in Memphis. Yeah, he followed his father's footsteps. Was a great heel. He he's a former NWA cha champion with TNA. When they great first started. hand in the ring too. Very good worker, but you know he's most recognized for Too Cool with yep. Kishi and Sky Tuhati, and then Too Much before that with just Sky Tuhati. But just tragic. But yep. great history though with wrestling, and that is all I got this week. I got nothing else to add. Whoa. It's sad. Our condolences go out to all four families. And having said that, it's now time for your beneficial facts. And to lead us into beneficial facts is Nikolai Volkov singing the Russian national anthem. <laughs> Stop booing him. It's reaction, I can't help it. <laughs> this is the cleanest version I could find. <laughs> and I looked a lot. And that rendition of the Russian National Anthem was sung by Nikolai Volkov from WrestleMania 1. Made history. He was yep. the first ever title change in WrestleMania history. There you go. There you go. There we go. And the most beautiful spinning wheel kick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yes. All right. So, Super Brawl 3. The third Super Brawl. <laughs> we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. Super Brawl 3 took place February 21st, 1993 in Asheville, North Carolina at the Asheville Civic Center in front of 6,500 fans. Wow. It blows my mind that how bad their, their crowds are compared to WWF's. Like, it's, it's not even close. So, you know, 6,500 fans is not beneficial. Nope. But... These beneficial facts, the WCW Championship was not on the line in the main event for the White Castle of Fear match. Strange. 
Because the match was unsanctioned. <laughs> and we can't we can't have a sanctioned title in an unsanctioned match. Wrestling. Too violent. WCW. Uh, this event marked the return of Nature Boy Ric Flair to WCW. Woo! Well done. That was pretty much right. the first line he had. Now, um, this is also the debut of Davy Boy Smith in WCW. And conspicuous of his absence in this event, Jim Ross. Hmm. Wonder where he's going. I wonder. Hmm. I wonder. I had heard that that he did a call-in show just before he left WCW. And he was so tired of WCW's crap, basically, that he was promoting WrestleMania 9. That was going to be his first appearance <laughs> on it. Yeah. And, and WCW didn't Wait, care. Did fire him? Yeah, that's exactly it. He had already given his notice. He was already leaving. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to just pump the... I'm going to pump up my, the competition here. Yeah, pretty funny. I And I, I may be mistaken, but I think he had like Vince McMahon. That was a huge thunder. Holy moly. <laughs> wow. There's a thunderstorm happening, everybody, and it was close. Um, I don't like it. He had, uh, he had Vince McMahon actually call in. And promote WrestleMania really? 9 on WCW program. Yes. Where did you where did you hear this? I heard it on like some kind of uh, like uh, oh like I don't even remember where. It was like one of the DVD extras or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Hmm. Kind of crazy. Commentary, go on. Commentary is done by Tony Schiavone and Jesse. The Body Ventura, and they we also have a surprise. Uh, uh, Johnny B. Bad. Yay. Dressed up like a male stripper. He's always dressed like a male stripper. But even more so this time. Whoa, that's close. That thunder is close. I'm not going to lie. It's spooking me, man. <laughs> My window's closed. Wow. Um, but he was dressed in like some kind of sailor uniform for this pay-per-view. It just was not... Like, his rings... Like, I would, I would think he's probably hurt. As to what, and that's why he's not on the card, or his ring skills. Shoulder injury, I think. Okay, or I, I was just gonna say, injury. or his ring skills suck so much that they just need to get something out of the investment. So now you're that guy, that's doing the the in between match stuff with Bischoff and Missy Hyatt. Yeah, fun. Okay, fun. and the national anthem kicks off the event, and it is done on his electric guitar by Max Payne. My question is, why do you have a heel doing the Star Spangled Banner? Because he actually does a good job. Yes, I was he, actually very impressed. He can play guitar, but... We will soon learn that that's pretty much the only thing he can do. Yes, that is, that is the only thing he brings to the table. But I mean, it, the, the National Anthem is supposed to be like a feel-good moment. Why do you have a bad guy doing it? Yeah, really weird. And you know, I don't, I don't. Uh, it, I so, mean, if, he, if he's I don't in the know. middle of doing it, and then he just stops and goes, you know what? Screw this! I'm not doing it. Yeah, exactly. Then great. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't assume I don't associate WCW with Rock. Like that's not what. So like, I was kind of like, what are we doing here? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, although his jacket's cool. Maybe have Willie Nelson do it. Then I associate it. You know? Or any that's, country singer. That's right. That's right. Do have a local. Yep. Yep. A local yokel. Local yokel. So, let's get into the matches. Let's do it. Match number one is Marcus Bagwell teaming up with Eric Watts. Oh, it's no more Marcus Alexander Bagwell? Uh, they might call him, they might, but we're just shortening We're him. calling him Marcus Bagwell because that is his name. I've cha we've changed we've it. We've changed it. <laughs> You don't watch the pay-per-views anymore because you don't like WCW. And so. you just wasted 15 seconds of our match time saying, yeah. you're not Alexander? Yeah, Dave. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we're going after you now. And they are taking There's on... There's my trigger. They, <laughs> they are taking on Stunning Steve Austin and Flying Brian, who are... They're not quite the Hollywood Blondes. It's about two weeks away. You know, I was unsure about that, but you know what I am sure about? 100%. The fans don't like Eric Watts. No. They hate this guy. Okay. They absolutely hate him. Every time he was in the ring, they're booing the crap out well, of him. Well, I love so it. I love it. Away. Watts. Yes. Watts botches a drop. Yes. Ben's trying to talk. Watts uh, botches a drop <laughs> kick. Yes, he does. An arm drag. Yes. And then an Eric sucks chant commences. Yes. And, you know, you know, 
I what, what impressed me the most is that every any time that Eric Watts was in the ring, Steve Austin and Brian Pillman were wrestling against themselves. It was like Al Snow having a match against himself. There was a time that that Brian Pillman uh, Watts messes up the arm drag, like you said, and Brian Pillman does the flip for him, and then because Watts let go of the arm. Brian Pillman shoots his arm back up into Watts so he can grab a armbar, and the armbar's wrong. It was a Chris Jericho armbar? Ah, it's worse than that. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, just like, man, Eric Watts, are you bad. When it, when Brian Pillman can put himself in an armbar when no one's putting an armbar on him, yeah. then he's better at armbars than Chris Jericho. But I will say, Austin and Pillman are great heels. They really work the, the dirty, underhanded, distract the ref, go attack the guy. Do that whole thing. They do that really well. But there's an Austin chant in this match. Yes, while Eric Watts is in the ring. <laughs> well, when Bagwell's in the ring, they get behind Bagwell. They Bagwell's get be- improved a lot. In this they get match. behind the face. But as soon as Eric Watts in the ring, they turn on the face and they turn oh. the heels. It was so funny watching that match. Well, Flying Brian and Stunning Steve are really the only reasons that Watts was even half passable in the match in terms yes. of looking like he belonged in the ring in the first place. Yes. Uh, Bagwell, you can tell, made has made a lot of progression. I love uh, Pillman's uh, timeout spot that he yeah. has. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Pillman's an excellent heel. Um... Everything uh, Watts does is awkward. Um, yeah, absolutely everything he does is awkward. Um, an Austin chant, like I mentioned. Um, good hot tag by Bagwell. And, um, yeah, where, where, where'd everybody go? Oh, here we are. Just going for a walk, just right. a little stretchy yeah. poo. Okay, I'm going to the finish now. Yeah. So Bagwell hits the Northern Lights suplex while the ref is... Yeah, it'll look good. While the ref is, and then while the ref is distracted, uh, and Pillman, or yeah, so he hits he hits it on to Pillman, and the ref is distracted by Austin and Watts, and then Austin throws Watts. The ref gets distracted by him, and then Austin goes to the top and and hits a top rope elbow onto Bagwell, and then pin, Pillman pins him to get the win. Oh. Kind of a cluster finish. You know, and I cluster finished the cluster finish, so that was good. Could <laughs> you imagine if it was Vince McMahon with Roman Reigns back in this time with Eric Watts? He'd be like, you know what? We're going to have him win the Royal Rumble. And we're going to have him main event WrestleMania. That's right. Because I see something in him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, okay, so what's our consensus but, on this one? Uh, but we know, but we see different. We know Watts better. And, uh, That's right. Well, consensus is and that's basically on Austin and Pillman and with, with a little bit of Bagwell in there Bagwell is alright yeah okay Bagwell does not get worse performer of the night tonight. he does not but Eric Watts is in the front he's in the line. running he's, he's in, in the, the running seat right now so uh, match number two is two cold Scorpio versus Chris Benoit and just before this they show Ric Flair showing up in his limo yes yes so he's back and then Missy Hyatt with the... What was that? Oh, man, she's the worst. Like, she's not gotten better at those stupid interview segments. It's well, just she goes... Like, she Come here for a sec. And then she goes off camera screen with, like, the two girls. And then you see the two girls with the security guard walking away. And then Missy Hyatt's walking behind. And she starts stomping her feet. And I'm going, what are you trying to get across here? Yeah, I have no clue. What was the end game to that? I don't know, but you know what the end game to this match was? Great chain wrestling. Yes. Holy crap. Scorpio's doing some pretty cool stuff here. I don't really uh, know what else to say. He's just doing some cool stuff. They were flying. These guys went, went close to 20 minutes. Yeah. Like a shade under 20 minutes. And they did not stop. There was no... There's like, no breaks. Like, Benoit would take his powder, because he was the heel in the match, he'd take the powder on the outside, but it was for like two seconds, and then he'd go right back in. So you're saying that this is the kind of matches you wanted to see with the heavyweight division? Sorry? Like the light heavyweight division? Yes. This is the kind of matches you wanted to see. Exactly. In that division. This and would have been and the we never got light heavyweight title match ever, ever. this was. Yes. This was it. Wow. Yeah. And and they never gave it to us with the light heavyweight title, and then they bring out Benoit too cold, and they're just they just tear the house down. And that bridge spot that they did was just awesome. Just awesome. They had the, uh, you know, the 
um, backslide, yep. kick out, roll over the the bridge out of the pin, and then and then Benoit gets him down like in a in a test of strength, gets Two Cold Scorpio down like using the wrists and whatnot, and then he's trying to get him pinned, get his shoulders down, but he can't. So Benoit like jumps on his legs, and Two Cold holds. Then Benoit jumps off. They jumps back on, and then again he holds. And Benoit like shakes. He's like, "Okay, I'm gonna get it this time." And he jumps, and then like really well done, really well done spot. And the way they they worked and the chemistry they had, so good, so good, great match, a phenomenal match. Uh, such amazing fluidity and chemistry, like you mentioned, both ahead of their time. Well, especially yes. Scorpio. Yes. Uh, and Scorpio what a, was so innovative in this match. Uh, what a great way for these two to start their careers. Yeah, like and like in a WCW, like Too Cold had has, has Too Cold been on a paper? I know he was on the Clash of the Champions. Had one. he been on a paper? He was on yet? one. He was on one. It was Starcade, right? I can't remember which I one. I missed that one too. It was Starcade, and he he was in the Battle Bowl or whatever. So. so you really didn't see much. But like this is Benoit's first pay per view. This is Too Cold's like first singles pay per view match, and they really just tore the house down. Uh, the finish was two cold Scorpio victory rolls Benoit just before the time limit to win. Like oh, no, 450 finish or anything. Nope. Nope. Oh. No, it was a victory roll. Um, and he, uh, it was, the time limit was 20 minutes. And I think the, the three count came down at 1958. Yeah. Yeah. Just before amazing match. Even like Shivani and Ventura were glowing about this match afterwards. Uh, what's the consensus on this bad boy? Yeah, it is. And let, let's bring it down a peg because this is WCW, oh, okay? Let's bring it down. We got Davey Boy Smith making his debut in WCW, taking on Wild Bill Irwin. Is he Davey Boy Smith or is he the British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith? Uh, they Davey were like Boy saying Smith. every moniker on the book for him when he came out. Davey Boy Smith. Uh, this was the biggest meh match ever. Bill Irwin. <laughs> like for, for a debut. Like it was just like, oh, this is great. Thanks, guys. You know... Irwin really comes across and acts like a real goon, you know? He did do that one spot, you know, where he puts his butt through the ropes and he yeah. falls, like, basically ass backwards onto the floor. And he did that as the goon all the time. And I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> okay, can I... Uh, okay, well, first I want to mention uh, the Irish whip was started in Ireland. Didn't know that, thanks. You, you, um, couldn't, you couldn't tell, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Very, it was sloppy with a lot of spots in this. Oh match. my god, was it ever? Um, okay, what was with this one spot? Bill Irwin slams Davy Boy's head into the rope, like a, like the turnbuckle. But yeah, it was in the rope. What, what yeah. was that? I think he straight up just missed. I he, think it was in the middle of the rope. He was about like six feet away from each turnbuckle. Yeah, I don't so know. How do you miss that far? I think he just lost his bearings, to be quite honest. Because, like, it di didn't make any sense to me. He was just like, oh, I'm just going to bash your head here. He did, yeah. I just kind of turned my head to the side going, oh, never seen that. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. doesn't really fit or make sense, but carry on, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and they're pumping up uh, Davy Boy because they're doing a huge UK tour. He got a big, he got a big pop. He did, yeah. yeah he got, and they're doing the big UK tour. So, obviously, that's why he's there. It's a big reason. Um... Davey hits the power slam to win. I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just going to the finish. He hits the power slam. Oh, and then his after-match promo, like, Davey Boy was Not, so out of breath and just yes. so winded that... And he's going for the world championship of heavyweight of the world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I kind of I kind of felt bad for him. I do, too, but it was just so funny. I'm going for the world... I'm going to be... He Could said, be the world championship! World... Heavyweight champion! But he said he's going to be. He's <laughs> going to be the world championship. And I'm like, you can't be the title. Oh, he can. Oh, he like, can. That is some existential stuff that I can't if get he behind. He believes he can. He can. I guess. What's our consensus on this one? Uh, sorry, Davey. That's right. Take that, Davey. All right. Falls count anywhere. Match number four. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndor versus Cactus Jack. Man, I love how this match started in the interview segment with Paul Orndorff. And Cactus Jack just comes out from behind the curtain with a shovel. And yes. And it, yeah. Orndorff 
running like he's in the wrong side of wrong side of town. Yeah, it was, um, and I like. I was surprised at how well Paul Orndorff did in this, like in a false count anywhere. Like he, he brawled. He threw him into the the barricades. He well, it was called the Brandon Bull. I mean, he is a brawler. You know, you know? but it was like, but I've never seen him in a match like this. No. You know, I've never. And and to see him do it, like there was that one spot where he went to suplex him over a steel barricade and almost oh, that bear, that Garbiel bump that he did that cactus. Yeah, did. and I'm just like. What are, what are we are we trying to kill cactus here? Is that what we're going why? for? Why why would you do a sunset flip? Oh my the god! Top roll onto <laughs> the concrete and miss. Did you hear the thud? I it wasn't a thud. It was a <laughs> it was a smack. It was like oh my god! Who missed? Cactus Jack went for a top rope sunset flip to the outside on onto the concrete. Paul, on, oh, so onto Paul Orndorff was standing on the floor. Yes. Oh, so when I first heard that spot, I thought I was like, Orndorff was on the apron. Nope. And like he did it on the apron to the floor. Nope. Nope. And oh. and Cactus overestimated he, the he jump and he, and he and he cleared Orndorff. And he flipped and just went. He bumped himself. Yeah. Okay. And then Orndorff kind of backed up and was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll take the roll up here. You know? Oh, that yeah. was insane. That was insane. There's actually a lot of people standing in this match in the uh, this, stands this, as well. Like this match uh, got a lot of people involved. It, it 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 Jack is over in this. Yes. Too like with the yeah. company. Yeah, I I was worried when they turned him face that it wouldn't work, but it's actually working quite well. Actually, yeah. So, it is. Um, and yeah, you can actually notice. Um, uh, Paul Orndorff has sustained a neck injury. Don't know exactly when, but. Um, what happened is um, it was so severe that it actually caused um, one half of his body to actually start to atrophy. And you can tell in his arm especially, but it ended up being in his leg and his arm. And it, it just got progressively worse. So oh, he's, he, he's still looking good, but you can look at his arm in the match and I'm going, okay, he's not too, too much time left here. He Yeah. As a professional wrestler. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because it's going to come a time where he's not going to be strong enough to use that side of his body to, you know, care for the other guy across the ring from him, so to speak. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, so they brawl like crazy. I think, how long are they in, in the ring for? Maybe two minutes the whole match? Like that. Uh, but really well done. Uh, Cactus Jack hits Paul Orndorff with a shovel to win. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's false count anywhere, baby. Let's do it. It's no no DQ. No DQ. Shovels allowed. But uh, I, I really like this match. What's our consensus? So this violent match was, was sanctioned? This one, this <laughs> violent match was sanctioned, yes. But the next There's one. There's no title. But that, that, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> if there was a title, you can't sanction it. Makes sense. God. Match number five. The Heavenly Bodies, made up of Stan Lane and Dr. Tom, the Doctor of Desire, Dr. Tom Pritchard. Ooh, Stan Lane's back. Yes. Uh, well, um, I, I think this is actually one of his last go-arounds because he goes to WWE uh, soon after this as a um, inter uh, backstage interview. Oh. Yeah, so uh, his career is just about done at this point. And they're with Jim Cornette and beautiful Bobby. And they are taking on the Rock and Roll Express. They're back together. Thank God. It's good to see Ricky Morton as a face. They still again. call him Richard Morton, though. Yeah, it, weird. Yeah. Uh, I was very confused at the start of this match because Lane Pritchard and Eaton all were in their wrestling gear. And, like, I, I thought it was going to be a three-on-two. I thought it was a three-on-three, so I'm waiting for, like, I, as I'm writing my notes, like, you can see I, I've scratched out a bunch of stuff because I'm like, oh, it's Lane Pritchard and Eaton are the heavenly bodies. Like, it's a, it's a like, a trio. And I'm like, oh, wait, no. They're deciding who's going to be... Cause, and then I'm like, Rock and Roll Express, and is there a third guy coming into this thing? No? So oh. the Freebird Roll? Yeah, I guess. But the but these guys are all in Smoky no, Mountain. No, but the ref uh, kicked out uh, Eaton. Yeah, he oh. did. But And these guys aren't part of WCW. It's a special match. They're, they're from Smoky Sm Mountain. They're Smoky Mountain, all four of them. Smoky Mountain certainly. Yeah, again. great, well, great to a, see, great to see Jim Cornette back, Phil. Cornette and Bill Watts had an agreement uh, with talent and exposure and shows, just with um, exposure for Smoky Mountain. Yeah, it's one of the last agreements 
Bill Watts made before he got the old he or not the, the old heave ho. Ho. Well, not the he ho. He ho. He took him. He he hoed himself. More or less. I hate it when you heave ho yourself. Yeah. Um, there's uh, some creative stuff in this match. I like the crisscross spot, and yeah. then Cornette takes the bump. <laughs> they have. Uh, there's a lot of ridiculous. They have in Robert this match. Gibson, and is it Stan Lane running ropes, <laughs> and then Stan Lane just keeps running. Uh, Stan Lane's running, and then Gibson's crossing, and then Gibson slides under the rope and chases Cornette, and then Cornette goes into the ring, and then Gibson gets back in, and then Lane and Lane then hits Cornette, and then Cornette takes the bump. So good, just like it's goofy. And it, it works. Cornette, Cornette's a great seller. I miss him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the bodies actually hit each other in Cornette more than they actually hit the Express. I think so, too. Yes. It seemed like every second move at the beginning of the match, they were hitting each other. Yeah. Um, Intentionally. I also but... like that spot right at the beginning when Gibson was doing an arm ringer to uh, Stan Lane. And Stan Lane was trying to reach for a tag. And, and Gibson would like kind of turn him. And he just missed. And then they do another 360 to go for it again. They do this big uh, overdrawn jump and miss again. <laughs> it was really well done. I like that one spot where they um, they were going to throw R- 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 Morton into the uh, turnbuckle, but uh, Gibson lays across the top uh, turnbuckle so that he hits, uh, I guess... It, I guess it's a softer blow hitting the, the human body than it is the turnbuckle, but I thought that was actually kind of an original spot yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, oh, that's kind of neat. Never seen that. I'm sure they've done it a thousand times. Well, exactly. You know, like you could tell it was just timed. You could tell these guys, these two teams. Well, especially like Lane with these two guys, how many times? But even Pritchard, like you could tell, there's been a lot of, a lot of Tom work. Pritchard. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why they're not called the Midnight Express, though. I wonder if there's some kind of just because um, you got late Midnight, and eaten. Midnight Express, I think it's more. It's two WCW, but the Rock and Roll Express <laughs> kept well, their no. name. Well, no, but I mean, um, Heavenly Bodies are in Smoky Mountain. So, so are the Rock and Roll Express. They're really, they're not in WCW. They're in Smoky Mountain. That's right. They, they said this is a special. That's, that's they right, said they this were. is a special showcase match or something like that. But so. they were probably just. Uh, uh, probably just trying to make a new new character because I mean uh, Tom Pritchard wasn't. Part of the Midnight Express. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So the finish was Bob Eaton sneaks down while the ref is distracted by Cornette. And Eaton goes off the top to hit Ricky Morton as he was pinning uh, Pritchard. But Ricky Morton moves. Eaton hits Pritchard with the fist to the face. And then Morton grabs Eaton, gets him to the outside. And then Gibson comes in and pins Pritchard for the win. So a little bit of a cluster finish because it's WCW. And they... um, not really. I thought it was yeah. actually executed. It was okay. We, I don't know. We've I've, seen some. I've seen con- more clusters. Convoluted. Yes, that's true. Finishes in the past with these two teams. What's our consensus on this bad boy? I expected more from these two or these four. That, that's me. I still, I was still enjoying. Yeah, that's true. I enjoyed it a lot more than the next one. I'll tell you that. Uh, This is for the United States heavyweight title. And this is Dustin Rhodes versus Max Payne. Yeah. Natural. 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 Son of a son. Son of a gun. So should I just go to the finish? Is that the highlight of the match? Jeez. That might be, actually. Uh, Quick question. Uh, So when you come off the top with a knee to the head or the throat, it's a DQ. When did that come into a play? What? Jesse Ventura made certain to mention... That if anybody came off the top rope with a knee and hit the to a prone... I thought it was illegal to come off the top rope, period. No, no, they they, they took away that rule, remember? Oh, God. Oh, you don't remember, but it did happen. Did it happen in Clash of the Champions? Yeah, the vote was well, that's a clash. Why I, well, that's yeah. why I don't remember, because yeah. I don't watch that crap. You do. I sit through it. It's a true story. <laughs> 
And that's all my question. Like, it's just like, well, the WCW just made up a new rule. Okay. Are we actually going to abide by it? Is this another way to get out of finishes? Like, oh, he won. He got, you saw him get the pin, but he came off the top with a knee. So he's DQ'd. Oh, great. Some more dusty finishes. Great, great, uh, great time. Uh, other than those, other than the great theme song and the weird rule, this match sucked. Yeah, it did. This match sucked. I mean, it started off really aggressive with a lot of killer instinct, but then it just... I could not What take, happened? I could not take Max Payne seriously. No. He comes out in this badass trench coat with skulls on it and flames, and he's got his hair teased like he's in Motley Crue, and he takes it off, and it's a singlet. <laughs> and I'm talking like a Colt Cabana singlet, like not even like a Mr. Perfect, like like with longer, longer tights on, on the legs and stuff, and I'm just like... Just like what is, like this is the least intimidating heel I've ever seen in my life. I was intimidated more by Red Rooster than this freaking guy. That's all I gotta add. Unless you want me to go to the finish, you got go anything? To the finish. Like, okay, cool. Go to the finish. I don't want to talk about so, this anymore. So, Dustin Rhodes has got him in a uh, Max Payne in an abdominal stretch, and then Max Payne grabs the ref and. Yanks him towards him. So the ref gets knocked. And the ref DQs Max Payne. Way to get DQ'd Max Payne. Yeah. What's our consensus? And that boo is not on Dustin. No, that is that is Max all Payne. on Max Payne. Max Payne's in the front seat with Eric Watts yes, right for the, now. Yes, for the Toolbox Award. It's neck and neck. Oh, man. All right. But you know it's not going to be on the Toolbox. <laughs> Metro! And let's yeah. talk about match seven while we got this in the background. For the NWA heavyweight title, we got Barry Windham taking on the champion. The Great Buddha. Great but, Buddha is a son of a gun. <laughs> He's a natural, man. He's natural. Uh, I, Ric Flair makes his way down to the ring just before yes. this. He's going to be on CIA commentary. Agents. We, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, he got a pretty big pop. They were they wanted him back. Yeah. Well, they've um, been chanting his name in every second pay-per-view we've been watching with WCW yes. since he left. Yes. Uh, so the Barry Windham Great Moto match I thought was very slow paced. Holy it was, moly! It was methodical. It was a lot of holds, a lot of rest holds. Very slow paced, but it was good work. It was good work. It's just not what I'm interested in seeing. It was an NWA, and that's exactly it. Match. Like I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is like old school NWA. Like, are you forced to wrestle that way? Do they tell doing... them that in the back? Say, like, oh, this is for the NWA title. So remember, keep it boring. Yeah. No slow it down. Slow it down. If I don't see 16 rest holds by each of you, nobody gets the so title. So is Muda a face at this point? Uh, Muda would be a face in this match. Well, well, Hero Matsuda is his manager. But Barry Windham's a heel. But yeah. again, it's it's a U.S. guy against a Japanese guy. So obviously so the U.S. Is, ref? is No. Oh, no. There was not two refs. That's one so thing. what is going well. on? <laughs> Nothing makes sense in this world. And Suki Sasaki wasn't available. WCW uh, world's confusing. Oh wrestling. god! WCW. Catch the fever, guys! Catch the fever! It's where the big boys play eventually. Oh, I heard. Yeah. yeah, I heard. Uh, and they're just as confused as everyone. Yeah, it's just the, the slowest pace match. I think this match Consider almost goes. Who's in it? You would thirty think minutes. It almost 30? goes thirty minutes. Yeah. So it's like a Steve Williams match. Oh, yeah, they were better than that, but... Oh, okay. I checked the times. I think it was only like 24. Oh, it felt like it was 54. It felt longer. <laughs> felt like it was 54 minutes. I was just like, oh, my God, just finish this already. Uh, and that's not to say it, like, it wasn't bad. It was just not what I was looking for. I kind of felt that uh, Muda was uh, a little shackled in this match. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I honest to God think somebody told him it's for the NWA title. Don't do, don't do as much of your high-flying stuff. And that so, and which takes away a lot of uh, Muda's pinache. Yes, yeah, no, 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 missed nothing. Uh, so I'm just gonna go to the finish here. Muda goes for a moonsault, which was like his third going for a moonsault of the match, yes. and he had missed the first two. Yep. And then this one, Wyndham gets his knees up, 
And then as Muda's like uh, stumbling and selling, Wyndham gets up and, and hits him with a DDT, but it's the sloppiest looking DDT yeah, you've ever seen. Like, is it like one of those jumping ones? Yeah, that's what Wyndham wanted to do, but Muda didn't know. So Muda like like so Wyndham kind of like like went to to get him to jump, and then like Muda just like hit the crowd. So like Muda hit before Wyndham hit, and it was like really mistimed. It was so weird. <laughs> it's like one. It's like those back suplexes that they give where the guy you're giving the suplex to like lands first before the guy. Gives oh, so like the guy who's taking the suplex, yeah, is actually like trying to catch up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Same concept. Um, so Wyndham pins him, uh, get, wins the title. Flair comes out and puts the title on Wyndham, and Wyndham doesn't trust him. And then Flair leaves. Well, Flair's behind you putting on a title. Like, I wouldn't trust him either. I feel like player in the game. I feel like this was a Lifetime Achievement Award for Barry Wyndham, yes. to be quite honest. This is why this was put in here. You know, 10 years, you're a good soldier. Here it is. So what's our consensus on this one? Even though it was slow, it seemed like it took forever. Sure. You can't ignore like good work. That's true. It was good work. It was like if you're into chain, or not even chain wrestling, if you're into just methodical wrestling. Like if this, this was if this was Barry Wyndham and Dustin Rhodes, I feel this would actually make more sense. Yes. But Muda, with Muda, didn't, Muda you can't yeah. you can't cage Muda like this. Yeah, this exactly. Type of style. Like Muda's got a He's got to throw those back elbows. He's got to do that, you know, that somersault, or not somersault, that cartwheel backflip elbow. Yeah. He's got to do that uh, where he runs into the ropes. He does that front flip, bang, hits his legs off the rope, and then hits that back elbow. He's got to do the drop kick. He's, he can't take his arsenal away <laughs> Ben's from him. going to go through all 1,000 yeah. moves. <laughs> yeah. Ben, can you please <laughs> tell us? Muda, 17. We did a list of top 10, and I, Muda's one of my top 10 ever. Because I watched a lot of his stuff in Japan. Especially. You want to watch a really good match with uh, Muda. Uh, great Muda versus Hakushi. Excellent match. Excellent match. All right. In New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, match number eight is the... Main Event Daddy. Is a Main Event Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> the Lights Out Leather Strap Match. Non-title. <laughs> Non-sanctioned White Castle of Fear. Like, could you have any more subtitles to this match? I think you could have had six more. Like what? Lethal Lottery. Battle Bowl, Future Shock, True Grit, <laughs> with two T's, baby. Daddy. Davis shook his head so many times listening to the two of us talk. And you, you, he's just adding nothing except crunching of the chips. I hope that's picking up on this, you prick. God. Okay. Why, who, couldn't, why didn't you watch who, this? Who's, who's in this match? I have to sit and watch this crap. <laughs> well, it's, it's not crap. This one, this pay per view actually isn't crap. It actually is one of their better ones. Who's who's in this match? Yeah, well, yeah I guess I should say that. Eh? Yeah, um, yeah. You, you gave all the taglines to it. We don't know who's in it. Big Van Vader, the WCW champion, taking on Steve. And and like Ben mentioned, it's a non-title match. And non-sanctioned. The, not non-title, non-sanctioned. It happen, but it happened. The vignettes throughout the pay-per-view for this match were the dumbest things I've ever seen. And we saw Jake Roberts and Sting use lasers and blow each other up. And this is the dumbest crap I've ever seen. That's saying a lot. It is. This like, was dumber. It was. This it was, was so dumber. dumb. Like, half the vignettes were Sting flying in a helicopter to some place. I thought he was going, like, skiing and asking. Yeah, I was like, 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 is he going on vacation like, talking no. about this match? Like, yeah, what is going to hit the slopes there? Oh, he's got nothing on his head there. He's oh, man. skiing with his combed, blonde, spiky hair. What's going on? Here? I like this match. Uh, the <laughs> thing that, that took me out of it, that should have been for the title, I don't understand the non-sanctioned Vicious crap. match. Uh, Sting was whipping Vader with the leather strap and caught... And, and, Caused his back to bleed. Oh, yeah. All this aggression, but not for the title. Not for the title. This would have been... he did something to his ear. Did you catch what he did to his ear to cause... Did he... I think it was an elbow. Sting caught Vader with an elbow think, and caused his I ear to bleed? What, oh, my God. Was like, he was a bloody thing. mess. Yeah, there's actually, like, blood coming out of his ear. Mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Um, also, what's weird to me... Um, so, Sting, they're battling outside... And then Sting starts dragging Vader and touching the pole on the outside because that's allowed now. WCW. WCW said that simultaneously. And then, and then, like Jesse Ventura's like, "That is allowed." Like what? Since when? when? 
Since when? Since, since they, you just watched him do it, so now you're like, oh shit. Oh, they can do that. Yeah, maybe, maybe we have to. He's doing this. it, therefore he can do it. Yeah, like, <laughs> what? Oh, man, WCW. Just, that just don't a... make no sense to me, Shamani. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need exactly. to have that soundbite. <laughs> um, vicious match. Um, Sting, Fireman carrying Vader to touch the corners. That is the most ridiculous thing. Even though he was holding onto the ropes, that, like, John Cena lifting Big Show, impressive. Well, but watching Sting walk with Vader, four corners. Cena has said in interviews that Sting was one of his one of his guys growing up. And, I mean, you he's look, at re- him do it, look at Sting doing this, and now you look at Cena doing the stuff that he's done in the past. I went, okay. I see. I see it now. And of course, in typical WCW fashion, they cannot have a strap match end with a clean finish because no. why? It's because Dusty we, Rose is booking it. We 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 Dusty we, finish. We just can't. What's a dusty we just finish? can't. The ref gets knocked down somehow and misses Sting's. Yeah, how did he get knocked down? I missed it. I I literally missed it. Like like Sting hit it. The fourth corner, and I look, and the ref's down and out, and I'm like, what what happened? Was it Harley Race? Well, I'm assuming Harley Race or maybe, <laughs> or maybe Vader's feet knocked into him and knocked him down like some kind of silly silliness. But, like, how do you not see Vader coming? Like, Vader and Sting uh, are small dudes. I would see Vader coming. So then Vader then hits one of his big Vader bombs. Yeah. And then... This is the first time I've seen him do this, the Vader bomb. Yes, yes, the first the first Vader bomb. I was waiting for the moonsault. He did not do it, but I guess with the strap, it would have made it possibly difficult. He could have got tangled up. Maybe tangled around. Uh, but he did the Vader bomb, and he, like, went back a fair distance. Like, in WWE, he would put it in, like, basically Yoko, just... It would be Yokozuna bonsai drop. Yeah, distance. right there in the corner. But, like, yeah. Sting was almost, like, not halfway, but at least, like, a quarter of a way away, and he was hitting it. So they gets it one, two, three, and then Sting starts fighting. And I'm always confused with strap matches because they're like, as soon as he breaks momentum, he has to restart. Well, to Wait, me, it's you like, mean he, did you say he pinned him one, two, three? Yeah. No, no, he hits one, two, three. He hits the corners. Okay. Vader. Okay. Hits, hits I, I three quarters. One, two, three. I was like, sorry, what? Sorry, I meant hit the corners one, two, three, and then I'm always confused by the breaking of momentum because to me, that's as soon as the guy stops, that's trying to hit the corners, that momentum's broken. That's the way I see it. Yeah. But in wrestling, that's not how it is. It's just depending on how they want to tell the story. So then Sting's trying to struggle, and he kicks Vader. So obviously, like, right there, the match should be done, or, like, the momentum's done because he kicked him. There's interference with yes. the progression. But Vader backs up and touches the fourth quarter, and they award the match to Vader. And I'm just like, what? What? I like the match, screwy finish, and it was not for the title, which took points so away from is me. Is there any explanation to why it's called the White Castle of Fear? No. Because Vader lives in the White Castle of Fear in the Rockies in Colorado. Because he's from the Colorado. <laughs> Your face says it all. Because and when and the, we don't understand. When they introduce Vader, when he's about to come down the ring, they say from the Rocky Mountains. So obviously, he lives in the White Castle I in the Rocky Mountains. Know how to respond because Ben didn't blink. He's just like <laughs> angrily staring at his ass. A stupid question. I'm like, I was just wondering. And what is stop why. asking them? What What's our consensus on this one? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't decided yet. It would have got. There was this and that that was a little wonky, but uh, it would have got. It would have got better applause if if they didn't have that awful finish with with because no strap match can end in a clean finish. Like, I feel like a strap match should have. I feel if you try hard enough, I'm sure you could. I feel like a strap <laughs> match should be the like it's that almost like be. a steel cage used to be, where where it should be like the blow off to the rivalry. Yeah. But instead, it's not. It's another cluster finish that we're going to keep this going. Well, I just don't uh, understand why they book it to be such a violent, aggressive match for no title. For no title and no clean finish. This would have been the perfect conclusion to their rivalry. Yep. You know, like a cage match like this they used to do in the old days. This is the first time we've seen them do this, where they have big matches with no titles. Oh, th- this is WCW, like, like fingerprints all over uh, it. Steamboat and Rude. This is WCW. This is... No, the, this is Dusty. <laughs> of course, it's WCW. It's uh, this is Dusty Rhodes. 
booking though. Yes, yes. We'll keep them coming back to the next pay per view, Daddy. Like you gotta stand. What's the next match? The singles match for the title? Yeah, exactly. Like, how do you go from a strap match to a singles? Yeah, exactly. Like how do you how do you how do you now take the next step? Well, and the, and the, tra- the traditional mentality towards gimmick matches was that's the finish. Yes, that's what you build towards. The rivalry has gotten to a point. That a normal one-on-one or a tag team match or whatever the case may be, but a normal match with normal rules cannot settle their rivalry. Case in point, superstar Billy Graham and Dusty Rhodes with the cowbell match. There you go. There you go. Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA, that steel cage I quit match, which was the craziest thing I've ever seen. If you want a current one, uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Exactly. Except they, they've yeah. been building those stories. Except they, matches? but they're oh. kind of messing it up though with this triple threat thing that's going on. Like, like that's <laughs> no, but like they did a non-sanctioned match. They took apart the ring to end the rivalry, but now Johnny Gargano's for the title. Like I just, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like so Jesse's dude, just like I listen to your point. I understand your point, but I I'm disagree. Counteract your point. That's right. Um, triggered. Ah, see, Dave, I knew you'd get me triggered. Um, let's go to our, let's go to our end segment here. Let, let's tell everybody about our premier premium player thing at the <laughs> toolbox. Is that what it's called? The premier sports premier player of the night. There we go. There we go. What are you laughing? Hold about? on, I'm getting it. <laughs> Performer of the night for me was somebody I didn't write down. <laughs> So Ben is giving himself the award. I actually gave it to Too Cool Scorpio. Okay. Because he was... He was cold. <laughs> <laughs> He's too cold. Uh, this is what happens when you don't prepare your best performer. <laughs> <laughs> and he... The worst performer ben. for me is... Oh, sorry. The uh, Toolbox Tool Tonight Award. It's an award. It's an award. It's an award. It's an award for worst performer. And that the uh, toolbox tool tonight goes to. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Go for an award <laughs> to a tool. Like which is it? The toolbox tool of the night award. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. Just you've earned this. You've earned this. Completely us. cancels each other out. You just butchered this. Like you. You. You botched well, this so bad. Well, <laughs> you're WCWing this segment. Is what you're doing. <laughs> Are you giving it to yourself now? Should, should I go into my stuff while you get your act together here? A toolbox. <laughs> there tool. you go. <laughs> A toolbox tool of the night goes to Eric Watts. Obviously. He was Obviously. awesome. Max Payne was a very close second. <laughs> yes, if, yes. If he wrestled as bad as you just did that, then I agree. Yes. And what was your score? <laughs> my score was 6.25 out of 10. Oh, okay. Wow, a, I liked it. I liked the I liked the card. You liked the card. I okay. liked the card. That's well, all that you're good. gonna say. That's it. I liked it. It was um, all right. one. It's the best WCW pay per view I've seen in a while. All right, probably their best Super Brawl of the three. Of the three, okay. Super Brawl three was the best of all three <laughs> Super Brawls. So my premier performer is going to Chris Benoit. So I'm gonna it? go. Premier performer? Is that not what we're calling? Premier sports, premier player of the night. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> you, we need a teleprompter for that. I'm going with premier performer. That's what yeah, I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going with Chris Benoit, so I'm going to go the other half of that great match because that was the match of the night. Uh, and my toolbox tool of the night is Eric Watts. Wow! Unanimous. Um, yeah, man. Max Payne gave him a run, but when Brian Pillman. Has to arm drag, himself. arm drag himself and then put himself in an arm bar. Eric Watts. Eric, arm drag me. Okay, I just grab my arm. Why does he sound like John, John Laurinaitis or Super Dave Osborne? I know what you're going for, but you went more John Laurinaitis than Brian Pillman. People power. <laughs> Executive Vice President of Television. Oh my God. The interim general manager of Monday Night Raw. Oh yeah, Mr. Excitement. Okay, I'm going to stop you there. Uh, I gave this a 4.5 out of 10. I did not like this pay-per-view as much as Ben. Low blow. Best match was Benoit Too Cold. Um, And the rest of it was okay matches to bad matches to awful matches. What was it going? 
Yeah, no, there's one there's one great match and the rest wasn't very good. No, Jesse, um, I don't think oh I'm being too reasonable right now. <laughs> You're fired. Um and I wish you it was well just, all your future endeavors. It was just a bad booking. Just bad booking in a lot of matches with the finishes and that. Uh, bad booking to have Eric Watts on the card. <laughs> bad booking to have Max Payne on the card. Even though he was Eric an in- Watts. He was an injury replacement for Rod Simmons. That's, That's why right. Max bad Payne was there. Damn! Uh, but you may as well have Dustin Rhodes face himself. Like Al Snow. Would have been a better match. In my opinion. So, yeah. In my opinion. In my opinion. Or one of the Armstrong brothers. Because at least you know they can... Get a good match. Yeah, exactly. Throw. Where is PN News? Who oh, cares? Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. God, he was awful. <laughs> All right, that know? has been episode 58, and that's how we're going to end it, because we can't... Yeah, uh, we end it with baby, PN yo. News. He was not even on the we, card. <laughs> we, can't, uh, we can't sink any lower. So yo, follow, follow us metal. on... Where's Heavy Metal? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hashtag squared circle rewind YYC. And we're also putting on all our backlog episodes. They are going up onto Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Anchor. So if you want to check out our older stuff, we uh, we just we've gotten nine episodes up so far. So we're dropping an episode a week. So just take a look back there. We just dropped WrestleMania three on there today. And tune in on Wednesday. August 8th on Facebook Live when we fast forward to our next rewind WWF WrestleMania 9. With the main event. With the main event. Which main event? Oh, that's right. To be continued. Yeah. Send us out, Ben.